Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Uh, you're discouraged from worship. Your your belief system is often attacked, and it's very subtle but very real, especially in the day in which we're living. And so uh, I, I'm constantly, as a pastor, trying to uh, address some of the questions that you have, uh, call them secular questions that you might have. And as we've been going through the pandemic, the great challenge has been the the polarization or the division of uh, what people believe about how to best prevent uh, the spread of, of a horrible disease. And here's what I would say to that as I talk about boundaries, that I am responsible for my life. I'm responsible for my body. I'm responsible for where it goes. I'm responsible, not you. Don't wear your mask to protect me. Wear it to protect you. That's your freedom. And, and so what happens is some people get so caught up in this that they want everybody to do what they do. And that's the problem in, in a lot of socialist nations, communist nations, is that you have a certain group of people uh, telling everybody else what to do uh, with their individuality, their freedoms, and their body. Now, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I, everything I'm saying is to help us understand that we all need to get along. Uh, you know, for years, even churches fought. It's, it's no wonder that the world system's going, you know, Methodists hate Baptists, Baptists hate Nazarenes, and, you know, the list goes on. Because we did not represent the kingdom of God well. We figured we'd figured it out, and if you come to my church, you're going to heaven. If you don't, you're probably not. Now, I don't know how many of you grew up in a religious environment, but I did, and that was the feeling we had, was trying to impose our boundaries, our beliefs on other people. Now, I want people to be born again, and, and I'm going to continue to communicate uh, information, biblical information that can help people find freedom if they want it. If they choose not to, I'm not going to love them any less. And you know why I'm not? Because God doesn't love them any less. And so it's very important when I talk about boundaries for us to realize you are not responsible for everybody else's boundary. You're responsible for yours. And you'll get along with people if you don't try to impose what you believe on them. Now, this sounds like anti-evangelism, and it's really not. It's just simply saying the wonderful thing about freedom is each individual gets to choose how they live their life and what they do. And, and you can not like it if you want, but, but we are admonished to love the person that we may not like the way they're living their life. And so I'm preaching this, and it so happens to fit into where we're living today because I, I, I'm, I'm in contact with a lot of people a lot of times. And uh, I found it to be very disturbing to me when people get hateful about my boundaries. They're my boundaries. And, and you know, if you don't like them, then you have the boundary in your life to not be around me. If I don't like yours, I have the right to not be around you. But it doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It just simply means this is my boundary. Uh, 
Now, I call this series, this, this sermon, Boundary Basics. So if you would, turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. You're going to recognize these boundaries. The Bible is filled with boundaries. Now, a lot of people see the Bible as filled with rules. And certainly, God gave us information to help us embrace things that bring blessing to us and things that prevent curses off of us or preventing us from living a cursed life, however you want to word it. And so I have boundaries for me personally that are about me, not about you. And when I talk about boundaries, oftentimes people are always looking out at other people saying, I'm going to prevent you from getting too close to me inside my tape. But the reality is boundaries begin with you protecting you, not, not somebody else. I've got to protect me, and, and, and I, that means, you say, what do you mean by that? I can't hate people. That's a boundary I have. It has nothing to do with you. I can't hate people. That's a boundary I have in my life. I don't even like to use the word hate without using it in the context of redemption because hate will destroy you. I have a boundary. I will not allow myself to not forgive. I will not allow myself to not love. These are boundaries. And you say, well, that's easy. Not really when somebody's attacking you, somebody's coming against you, somebody's opposing you. So our boundary is, first and foremost, to protect my heart because out of it flow the issues of life. So here are the top ten. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. That's a boundary. So that No, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, but it is a boundary. He's saying there will be no other gods. Now, do you think God has an ego problem? I don't. He's just saying, I've looked at all the other gods, and they can't do for you what I can do for you. And the reality is, I want this for you because in my presence is fullness of joy. There will be no other gods. It's not like God is insecure. He's saying these are boundaries that if you live by them, you're going to have a really good life. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them, worship them, for I am the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of parents, third and fourth generation, those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the Lord your God, the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. He's saying, you know, don't walk around and, and misuse or, uh, you know, use his name in vain, one, past, one translation says. So when we use it, it's a reverent thing. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the curse word GD, God doesn't damn anything. Do you understand? It misrepresents God. And people say, well, why is that any worse than anything else? Because you're using God's name in a way that doesn't fit. They're not congruent because God doesn't damn anything. So we don't use his name in vain. That is a word that uh, is very bothersome if you really understand its meaning. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Long pause. When I was playing ball as a, a, a kid, I played every sport. I, baseball, we'd practice every night except Wednesday, and we had no practice on Sunday. 
Now, you say, well, that's just a religious tradition. And I, and I get that. I mean, I'm not opposed to, to people doing things. and It's not my business, but I'm just trying to share thoughts with you today that the Sabbath day, there needs to be a Sabbath rest. Our, our, our society is killing itself because we don't know what a Sabbath rest is. We don't do it anymore. We don't keep that day holy. And it's not about the day. It's about us finding rest. Even God rested, and he's the creator of all universe, heaven, earth, and everyone. These are just boundary basics. So, for instance, if you don't have to work on Sunday, why wouldn't you be in worship and say, I'm just going to be in the presence of God? And I want all of you watching right now, if you're in Oklahoma City, Edmond, and, and you've been coming to Mosaic, but the pandemic took you out, it's time to come home. It's time to come back to the house of God. Now, please understand, this is, this is a, an important, uh, more important than you might think. And again, I love grace. I, I love it with more than, I mean, if I'm accused of anything, somebody's, I've been accused of you just too, too much grace. I'm thinking, really? Uh, you know, that, well, it's a license to sin. You no, know, you got that at birth. That's not my problem. I'm not licensing anything. I'm just saying that what we need to understand is, there are boundaries, and I shared this, I believe, last week. One of the boundaries is, or a couple weeks ago, we're going to, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, you can't make somebody, but I think the reason we're resistant to rules as we get older is because we lived under them for about 18 years. And you know why we did? Because our parents knew that we were not capable of establishing boundaries, so they set them for us. Some of them were wrong. Some of them were right. Some were ridiculous, some were helpful. And so once you get old enough, basically the idea was and is that you learn how to set boundaries that prevent you from experiencing consequences you don't want and getting the rewards for things you do want, okay? So it says here, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no, not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter, your male or female servant, uh, nor your animals, nor foreign, uh, foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and the... <laughs> Honor your father and mother, so you might live long in the land the Lord your God has given. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not cover your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Now, again, these are commandments. The commandments represent boundaries in order to prevent consequences and to bring or produce rewards in our lives. And uh, so let's start here. First off, recognize the boundaries in your life recognize where you need to establish boundaries in your life some people don't even have boundaries they wake up every day and they address what comes their way and some people are actually quite successful at it but most aren't because you you have no frame of reference as to how to protect your life and what God put in your life your destiny mental illness is at an all-time high and when I say mental illness, most people have it like the common cold. Everybody has some sort of, at time, from time to time, an illness that causes them to 
lose judgment, forget their boundaries. And so if we wake up every day and recognize in our lives the things that we're going to address in that day. For instance, if you have a coworker and you know every Monday you've got to get ready for that coworker. Every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday, you've got to get ready and recognize that this person is either going to help you grow or you're going to go cray-cray. And most people go cray-cray because you, you, you don't have a boundary that says, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not talking about certain things around them. And here's what, you, listen, people who have a, uh, this is going to be a really strong word, a demonic influence to create or stir up problems, do you realize you don't have to answer every question somebody asks you? a boundary some of you feel so compelled you don't have to enter into a conversation that when you begin to feel attention in you like somebody's don't do it I have a boundary unless you ask for my and this is my this was new to me because when your kids get older you 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 continue to act like a parent when they stop acting like your children and you continue to act like a parent when they are 19 and 20 years old, I'm going to be really strong here. Your opinion doesn't count. And there's a difference in opinion and advice. Without being asked, it's an opinion. When you're asked, then you give advice. But when you're not asked, shut up. Listen. They're going to be fine. Look at you. Somehow you made it. I mean, they'll make it. And, and you know what? Here's the reason I say this. If you shut up long enough, they might actually ask you a question. You see, my kids never ask me anything. It's because you never shut up. You just keep talking. They might ask you if you shut up. You have to create boundaries that protect you. from losing everybody and everything. Recognize. Genesis chapter 3 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say? Now what if Eve would have just been silent here? Instead, she crossed the line and began to have a conversation with the devil, with the serpent, with Satan. I have to address all of those because some of you say, well, how do we know it was the devil? It was the serpent. He was the devil. Did God really say? How many times have you gone astray because of that one question? What well, did God really say? we begin to entertain thoughts but did he say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die you will certainly not die the serpent said to the woman for God knows when you eat from the tree from it your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God knowing good and evil you know there was partial truth there the problem is we're not capable without God of delineating between good and evil 
or responding appropriately. How many of you know that? Everybody in here has a moment of stupid every day. Actually, let's do plural. Moments of stupid. Why? Because we just can't figure it out. It comes to us and... And it's like good, good and evil, good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. You know, how much can I say? How much can I not say? What can I do? You know, is honking my horn? It depends, I think, on your heart. Are you honking the horn to protect the situation? Are you honking the horn because you just want them to know you're really irritated? I mean, if somebody's trying to back out and they don't see you, you honk. You're just simply saying, let me help you. Help us not have an accident. But if you honk, well, you're so stupid. You see the difference? I have success at both. Please understand, most of your boundary lines are not attacked or assaulted. The devil is a deceiver. He lures you away from your convictions. He lures you away gradually over time. And before you know it, you're saying and doing things you would not normally do. This is probably one of the most important series I will ever preach. And every week that I get ready to preach what I was going to preach, I get up and I write another sermon. Because it just, it just clicks in me. This, this series has been life-changing for me. I haven't preached a series on boundaries in numerous years. Not like this one. So the first thing you have to do is, is recognize. Recognize who you are, who you're not. Recognize your weaknesses. Recognize your strengths. Recognize people that are good for you and people who aren't good for you. Recognize your walk with God. Recognize the areas that you're not walking with God. Recognize when someone or something is trying to get you to alter God's plan or purpose for your life. So here are a couple questions asked. Do I feel uncomfortable? Whenever you feel uncomfortable, that is a boundary check. I'm just not comfortable. I love riding motorcycles. And uh, I've, I've entertained going to Sturgis, the huge motorcycle rally up in the Dakotas. But in my gut, I have this sense I'm not comfortable, and so I will probably never do it. One person that rides bikes put it this way. It's the right place to do the wrong thing. So I'll probably never do it. I just, I just inside me, I can't. At one point, I got excited about it, began to research it, but I'm uncomfortable. And until I get comfortable, and I might, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. So that, that in, in, in your mind, here's what happens. You're a Christian. I'm going to Sturgis. Pastor, you must think something's wrong with me. No. It's your boundary. It's your life. I, I don't judge you for going. But don't judge me for not going. Do you see what I'm saying? This is the freedom aspect I'm talking about. I don't judge you for wearing a mask. Don't judge me for not wearing one. I don't judge you for getting vaccinated. Don't judge me for not. But our political arena is pitting everybody against everybody. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're made to believe that you're less of a person. You're not less of a person. Quit making everybody try to fit in to your crime scene behind your tape. 
This is the problem we have in our world today is everybody's trying to impose their convictions and their boundaries on everybody else. I don't expect you to keep me healthy. I expect me to keep me healthy. I'm going to have my moment. I wish I could go on CNN, Fox, I w- because there's just a bunch of talking heads without any spiritual depth or conviction. Do you feel strength or weakness? Let me say this. When you cross a boundary, when you violate a boundary, let me tell you immediately, immediately you will feel a sense of guilt. When I was uh, young, I had, I had an older brother and younger brother, and then we, we had a neighborhood full of, of young boys our age. It was unlike today. We, we, we would all play all day long, starting in the morning. Our parents never, mom just said, be home before the sun goes down. And we didn't have anything on because we were poor, but cut off shorts. The jeans got too short. We cut them off and made them shorts for the summer. And, I mean, barefoot and, and no shirt. I mean, we would just run the neighborhood. And then at night, every now and then on a weekend or even in the summertime, we could do it. And we'd sleep out. It was like camping in our backyard. And we lived on acres. We didn't live in a lot. We didn't have a fence. It was just wide open range where we were. And so, but we have plenty of property, so we, we'd get a cot, and we'd put it up, and, and we'd all sleep outside. My dad would say, now, you can, you can stay up, you can do whatever, but don't get off of this property. He said, this is our boundary. This is our boundary. This is our land. And the other parents said the same. You don't go anywhere. How many of you know, did dad really say that same demonic question? Did he really say? And I'll never forget. One night, we, we just got bored, and we had acres. I was like, why would we go anywhere? We had land everywhere. We, we could run all over the place. But there was a corner store four blocks away. It was closed. But, you know, because nothing was open 24 hours back then. People were smart. We're sleeping, everybody. And so one night, we decided to go up there. So we walked up there and walked back. Nothing happened. Nothing bad. Everything's great. Next morning, Dad comes out and goes, why did you, why'd you guys leave last night? I came out here and nobody was here. Well, he didn't come out. He used a satanic approach. <laughs> and in that moment, I just grew weak. I knew I'd crossed a boundary. And I didn't know, man. I was thinking, did he really, was he really here? But I grew weak. When you get across a boundary you've created, you grow weak. And I said, well, you know, we, I, we just went up to the store. And he goes, I never came out. I just wanted to see. Never forget it. And so what happens, the reason that we need boundaries is inside the boundaries that are primarily drawn from the Word of God, we find strength. Have you ever talked about some? Don't answer this. Have you ever talked about someone and just a few minutes later they walked in the room you're not sure if they heard you or not? Right. You grow weak. Why? Because you're not called to gossip. Amen. It's very hard to, you know, when you feel like you, you, you irritated with somebody and you have an opinion about somebody, guess what we do? We try to get other people on our side. Listen, 
got to have these boundaries in place to stay strong. I didn't say to go to heaven, to stay strong. There are a bunch of gossiping people going to heaven. Now, I'm not sure where God's going to put them. But they put their faith in Jesus, but the consequences of gossip are like bad, it's like bad food getting in your stomach. It's bad food that gets in your soul. And you're weakened when you try to weaken somebody else. Whatever you sow, you reap. You weaken their reputation, their credibility. And remember this, if somebody's talking about somebody else to you, they're talking to somebody else about you. You have to have boundaries. Next question is, do you have peace? When you make a decision, do you feel peace? The Bible is filled with boundaries. You know, when you say, you know, I get, I, I'm free. I'm free, but my freedom comes by obedience to God. I've been bought with a price. My life's no longer my own. I don't get to choose. Now, you know what, what? You say, well, that's just a horrible God. No, it's actually wonderful because he sees the beginning from the end, and he knows what good choices are. So if I can follow God and live my life by the boundaries of the word of God, forgiven, you'll be forgiven. That's a boundary. And some of you all think you have the luxury of choosing who you forgive. Listen, you say, well, when they apologize, I'll forgive them. You will die bitter. I don't think God will let them apologize. Matter of fact, God's telling them probably not to. Because you can forgive without anyone saying they're sorry. I got a few amens on that one in here, but not enough. It's a boundary. If somebody's done you wrong, there are people who say, well, I can't believe you're still nice to them. Look at what they did to you. It doesn't matter what they did to me. It matters what Christ did for me. And he died so I don't have to carry their heaviness around in my heart. The heaviness of their whatever they did to me. Your freedom doesn't depend on someone else's apology, someone else's kindness. It depends on your choices and the boundaries you set to live a happy life. I'm going to live a happy life. I don't care how stupid things get second thing you have to do listen to this not just recognize but verbalize you have to talk Jesus didn't say stand at the base of the mountain and think he said you speak to the mountain and make it move and you can't expect someone to know what your boundaries are by osmosis you have to tell them verbalize that's how come God says, I'm going to give you ten commandments. He said, this is it. I'm laying these out for you. And if you'll follow these, you'll have a great life. Now, we can't do them without God. We can't do them. Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Well, in fulfilling the law, Christ in us empowers us to address the law. And guess what? For the most part, through the power of his spirit, at least honoring these commandments, if not living up to them. Seems impossible, and it is impossible 24-7, I think. Now, I don't, if you're a faith person, I'm, you may disagree with that. I'm a faith person, but I'm just telling you, just 10 little 
basic boundaries are not that easy. Your neighbor gets a new car, and you're a car person. Coveting is a challenge, or not coveting. I want that car. I want one just like it. I know we can't afford it. I know we said we weren't buying a new car. That was a boundary last week, but I'm setting a new one this week. And all of a sudden, you start moving your boundaries. Well, the boundary you had was probably the right boundary, but you started coveting, and coveting caused you to move your boundary. I want to be liked. I want people to approve of me. So I'm going to say what I need to say to make them like me. Jesus was led by the Spirit, Matthew 4, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written. He goes back to the words that he participated in writing. Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. He verbalized the boundary. When he addressed Satan, he was saying, This is the boundary that I have. I'm going to let it be known. When people ask, well, how long are you going to preach? I verbalize my boundary is until the day I die. People want to put you in the grave early. But listen, I'm going to tell you right now, and I, I was a young preacher once, and I had a lot of theory. I, now I'm an old preacher, and I got a lot of experience. So let me just tell you something. When you start trying to throw older people out the window, you make a mistake. Young people need to come in here and listen to not theory, but experience. Well, you know, this hair represents wisdom according to Proverbs. I don't have much left, but what I got is wisdom in every little strand. But Jesus verbalized what his boundary was I will I'm hungry but I'm not doing anything that God doesn't tell me to do I'm doing nothing but what God says to do words are powerful Jesus spoke the will of God to his tempter at one point when he's looking at Peter Peter's trying to influence Jesus to do something that Jesus knew he couldn't do and he said get thee behind me Satan now that's bold and I don't recommend that you tell your spouse that don't try to get supernatural or spiritual when your spouse says, I think we need to get behind me, Satan. She will hit you with a skillet. Amen. Nowadays, it'd be Teflon. Back in our day, it was cast iron. Yeah, mama got the skillet out. You knew you were hoping she was cooking chicken. Because they were heavy. Every time you open your mouth, you're either reinforcing your boundaries or moving your boundary lines. It's never going to be an option for me to not worship God in his house as well as in my house. Some of y'all need to get back in God's house. Now, you're mad at me right now, but you know that was a boundary pre-pandemic. Most churches in America are off by 50% to this day, a year and several months later, because people decided they got out of the habit of coming to church. And guess what? You have rationalized instead of recognized. 
Well, you know, we're okay. Look, we, we've done really. Matter of fact, I've heard people say, we've done better during the pandemic than we did pre. And I'm thinking, well, you can thank God for that in his house. Words are powerful. Speak to yourself out loud when you know you need to to reinforce the boundary that you have set. People will get mad at you when you refuse to join in on their gossip, their anger, their hate. They'll get mad at you. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just venting. Well, go find someone else. Go get a trash can. Yeah. My soul is not your trash can. We're not going there. And then lastly, realize. Realize. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Realize that the things you say, the things you do, will have an impact on your life, good or bad. Realize that. Don't just recognize your boundaries. Realize what you have to do with what you've recognized. Realize it's your responsibility, not somebody else's. Realize that it's your job to be joyful and happy, not somebody else's. God has so many things for us that if we just realize that he can do it with or without other people, if we'll just stay true to the boundaries and convictions that he's given us. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there's nothing in them that, to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. It's either direction or correction. We get to choose. We can realize by choice or consequences. In other words, I, I can realize my dream. I can realize God's purpose if I have the boundaries that I need set in place. Otherwise, I will experience the consequences of not having those boundaries. And I'll close with these thoughts. No one else is responsible to enforce your boundaries you are now you can tell somebody look here's my boundary I'm going to ask you to respect it but if they come back and push these are my boundaries I expect you to respect it and then if that doesn't work you continue to distance yourself from people who continually try to cross the tape in your life and contaminate the destiny that's behind there I had a boundary that when I got born again, whatever God asked me to do, I would do it. When God asked me to run halfway across America for the unborn, it seemed like a stupid idea. But I did it. Ran 3,000 miles in 11 months, 1,200 miles in just 90 days. There would be days, every day I'd run 17, 18 miles. There were days I ran 28. One day I ran 42. didn't seem like a good idea but my boundary was this God whatever you ask me to do if it costs me my life I'll do it now it was it was a controversial issue I wasn't trying to be controversial I was just trying to be obedient 
People try to drag me into arguments and fights. I said, look, I'm not here to fight about what you believe. I'm just telling you, God told me to run across America and help women who have been hurt by their choices. I'm not condemning them. I'm lifting them up and saying, God loves you and we love you. That was my, that's what I did. And so that, that was a boundary for me that, and people say, well, why would you come back and start a church in Oklahoma City? I have no idea. Take that up with God. I still don't understand it. Some of you knuckleheads prayed. And I'm standing here because you said, God, make him come back. Here I am. And, you know, it was hard because there were many people critical of me returning and thinking I did it for the wrong reasons and yada, yada. Look, I'm going to tell you all something. I have never heard anybody around the world say, before I die, I've got to go to Oklahoma City. (laughs) I'm not back here for the mountains and beaches. I'm here because my God said, this is where you are. This is where I want you. And when you have boundaries that like that, it doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that you don't step outside. But you remember when you look back, you say, hold it, I, I crossed my own tape. Nobody came into there. I came outside. And outside of that is contamination for me. It contaminates the dream and destiny of God. Some of you all left jobs without God's, God's approval. Some of you moved on your own without God saying move. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to get punished, but I'm just saying we, we have a, the will of God is important for the people of God. Keeping boundaries is daily. It's not a one-time deal where you go, Man, that's my boundary and never going to have. No, you're going to have to get up every day and you're going to have to weed the garden to keep the grass from growing up over the tape. Because I'm going to tell you, Satan will make it grow fast. I mean, I think he's the author of Bermuda grass. Because it can grow up through concrete, man. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, you can water it out in your yard and it dies, but it'll grow up through concrete. Keeping boundaries is a daily task. And always remember this, others will test your boundaries. And you'll get mad at them, but don't get mad at them. Look at them and say, wow, thank you for helping me become better. Thank you for strengthening. Because if, if you have a passion to do the will of God, somebody's test will make you stronger. And it's not their responsibility anyway. It's yours to take care of you. Now, I hope you get this today. I hope you understand. Not, I'm just trying to help us live a life of true freedom. True freedom is that everybody gets to create their boundaries. Now, most people in the world don't have boundaries. Every day they get up and they do and say what they feel. We don't live our lives by emotions and feelings. We're led by the Spirit of God. Now, I love feelings. I love having emotions. I love all that until they drive me to do something that I shouldn't do. And that's where you hopefully will bump up against a boundary. So this is my boundary. You will lose people that you thought were friends when you have boundaries. But you will not lose peace. But you will lose people. Some of y'all 
and and on Facebook. I don't I would I don't think I'd have Facebook if I wasn't in ministry because there's a lot of whole lot of stupid on there. No, I mean I have to I have to block people. I have to quit following people. I have to quit friending people. Whatever all the numerous because I'm thinking all you do is get on here and throw up every day. Your words are not edifying. They're not encouraging. You're mean. You're mean-spirited. You talk mean about other people. You post mean things about other people. Not you. There's people at 11 that, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have boundaries. It doesn't matter what time I get in on a Sunday. My boundary is unless it's something I cannot prevent. I'm here preaching. I'm here preaching. It's not like, oh, well, you know, Jesse will do it. Yeah, well, Jesse's my, my teammate. He, he and I are in this together, but I'm not going to abuse that friendship and say, well, you know, I just don't want to preach today. And trust me, there have been days I did not want to preach. But the, the boundary is I will anyway. I don't feel like it, but I'm not led by my emotions. I'm tired, but I'm not led by my fatigue. Trouble is, and we live in a world where, well, if I don't feel it, I ain't doing it. I don't think Jesus really felt like going to the cross. At least that's the way I read it. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. What more do you need? He said, but not my will, but your will be done. If we will exercise the will of God, we'll lead the fruit of God. Have boundaries in your life. There are people in your life right now you don't need to go to church. You don't need to do this. You don't need to give. You don't need to forgive. You deserve. You, de- eh, eh, eh. you need to look at them and say, I deserved hell. Every day I deserve it, but every day I get freed from it because of the work of the cross. I don't deserve to have you like me, but God said you have to. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We live in an I deserve culture. All I ever deserved was hell, but thank God for Jesus, I got heaven. I deserve to be tormented, but thank God for Jesus, I got peace. Your life can be as wonderful as you want it to be. As wonderful as you'll make it. Doesn't mean it comes with with great ease all the time. But I have a boundary in my life that whenever I find myself getting down, I say, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, my choice. I get to start thinking about the good things in a good God. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you gave us boundaries by which to live. And, Lord, within those perimeters and those boundaries are blessing, joy, peace, salvation, all kinds of wonderful things inside those boundaries. If we forgive, we'll be forgiven. If we'll give, we'll receive. If we sow love, we'll reap love. If we sow kindness, we'll reap kindness. Lord, may these boundaries lead us and guide us so that we can live the abundant life that Jesus paid for us to live. With every head bowed, every eye closed, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation for those of you that are watching have not received Christ. A simple prayer will make a profound difference in your life. So I want to ask everyone here, pray this with me. Say, Father God, Thank you so much for sending Jesus, your only son, to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. 
I repent of my sin and I declare today I'm a born again Christian I am forgiven thank you Jesus amen remember I said we're not led by feelings and uh, you may not feel different right now but those words move the mountain in your life and that's a boundary a new boundary it says I am forgiven somebody said well you know what you're acting like the same idiot you did yesterday yeah but if it was yesterday I'd hit you in the mouth today I'm not I feel like it, but I'm not giving in to my feeling because the fact is I'm now born again. Have some fun with it, but text the word saved. If you got saved, you gave your life to Jesus, came back to the Lord, text the word saved, 405-500-1310. Let us know you got born again. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Or join us online. God bless you.